Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We would like to do a quick shout out to Mebane, North Carolina. Hey, Mebane. We have a lot of listeners from Mebane. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, downloading. We really, really appreciate you. And please, if you would love, we would love it if you would email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. Share things that have helped you, share prayer requests, anything of that nature. You can text or call 251-244-4645. You can support us, uh, monthly support, which will eventually go to our ministry that we are hoping to open someday for displaced, burned out pastors, missionaries, evangelists. You can also get 30 days free of Covenant Eyes, which is a porn blocker. And you can use our promo code GRACE1998 to get one month free. And finally, you can check out our Etsy store, Shadows of Grace. Yes, and statement. Yes, pick Scripture. up. Yes, and merchandise from Grace in the Grace Shadows. Grace in the Shadows. Yes, absolutely. You could be our walking billboard. That would be awesome. They have coffee cups. We have t-shirts. And we, we, we kind of named Grace in the Shadows. Yes. The ministry, yes. you know, counseling, um, you know, the uh, podcast. All of it. it. You know, Grace in the Shadows is, is God showing grace within suffering and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, well, I think in, in whether it's physiological, emotional, or spiritual, mm-hmm. I think we're trying to really minister to people and show God's grace in the midst of suffering. And just a little backstory to add to what you're saying, Dr. J. God actually gave us the name of, you know, our podcast business, whatnot, Mm -hmm. years ago when we were going through a very dark time. Yes. And we were talking about how someday, hopefully, God would use us, you know. To help other people. Because we felt like we were in the shadows, Mm -hmm. but God was giving us grace. So, oh, nice. All right. So that gives you the 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 reason behind the name. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Yes. So you have some crazy facts or wild facts or interesting facts. British poet and politician Lord Byron okay. kept a pet bear in his dormitory <gasps> while studying at Cambridge. A pair? A pet bear? Uh, not a pair, but a bear. <laughs> a pet bear. Known for being an avid animal uh-huh. lover, when he found out he couldn't bring his dog, he decided to bring a tame bear to live with him on campus instead. He was uh-huh. even known to take it on walks with a leash, on a leash. Well, I don't think they really, you know, thought he could bring a bear. <laughs> That's what Lord Byron. That's cute. Yeah. What kind of bear was it? Was it a grizzly bear, know. black bear? Probably a black bear. Probably wasn't a polar I'm bear. I'm not sure. <gasps> oh. Cody Black Bear. He probably did not stay small. I hope he didn't eat, eat cocaine like that movie. Uh, cocaine bears coming bear. out. Yeah. And that, I, that looks kind of amusing. What are, true. I wonder if he had a roommate. Would you like to room with somebody that had a pet bear? Wake up in the morning, yeah. there's a bear in no. your face. No. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine the food that bear ate? Oh, my word. Wow. That, I'm going to have to research that a little bit more. That's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. For over 30 years, Canada and Denmark have been playfully fighting for a control of a tiny island near Greenland oh. called Hans Island. Hans Island. Once in a while, when officials from each country visit, they have a bottle of their country's liquor as a oh. power, power move. Interesting. Okay. 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 Well, that's and interesting. just duke it out. Yeah, true. Maybe play chess or something. Yeah, have yeah something. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. This is weird. Okay. In 1998, uh huh. One twelve hundred, one thousand two hundred bones from some ten human bodies were found in the basement of Benjamin Franklin's house. 
What? Benjamin Franklin? You know, he was a, a he was a devil. Do you think he killed people and buried them in his basement? No. <gasps> Before you, you go crafting on murder mysteries <laughs> about the founding father, it was revealed the bodies were used as a study of human anatomy. He was a stinker. Satan. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. But he said, "Don't don't go thinking he murdered people." Although, it could have been. He could have gotten like bodies have. that were donated he from was a science. Scientist. Yeah. He was also into some weird stuff. All right, folks, you heard it here first. True crime. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin. We're not saying that he did that. So. No, we didn't say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All the, right. The tallest married couple ever recorded. I know that's not us. Not us. We're not that tall. Ever recorded. Anna Haining Swan was okay. seven foot 11. What on earth? Martin Van Buren Bates was seven foot nine. His Can wife you? was taller than him. When she gave birth, <sighs> her baby was 22 pounds. Wow. Oh, my word. No. That's a big baby. I hope she had some drugs. <laughs> I hope she got an epidural. Oh, oh wow. Can you imagine? Now, we're definitely not tall. I used to think I was tall, but I'm not, and I'm shrinking. My kids tell me I'm shrinking. Well, I my dad was six foot. My mom was 4'11", and I'm somewhere, I'm closer to my mom. You're five. Well, you're 5'7". Five, five, you're not 5'9". Five, you're 5'7", 5'8". It five, makes eight. me feel better to stretch it a little bit. Okay, I, when you I, get I, older, you shrink, so I'm probably Well, to you've never been 5'9". I love you, darling, but never. When I wear my cowboy boots. You don't have cowboy boots. Well, you did, but they fell apart. Well, and like when we got married, because we are essentially the same height, I wore ballet slippers because they were flat and my hair was a little poofy. So I was still taller than you because of my hair. You know, oh well. there's a balloon following people around. Oh, my in the word. news. We don't get in the news that much, but every now and then something very, very interesting. All right, Charlotte. China, my friends in China. Yes. I have friends in China. Yeah, I do too. I do too. You do too. I do, yeah, yeah. We're like special. We are special. Incognito. But China, they say. It's spying on us. Well, China says that it just kind of blew. Come on, China. Blew off course that they were. Come on. And yeah, and so Charlotte people, be careful what you say right now because they're listening to you. Yes. Okay, so just, all right, just, I want you to know because it was spotted above Charlotte. There was one above, now the one above Montana was. I've heard that there's two out there. There are. There was one over Montana, and then there was the one over North Carolina this morning. Probably going to go over Cherry Point Base. Yeah, yeah. You know, accidentally. Cherry Point, way better. Accidentally. Yeah. Some of the other military bases. Yeah, Cherry Branch Community Charge. Whoop, whoop. It's just a weather balloon, though. Just a weather balloon. Yeah. I don't know. There's all-time interesting things in the news. So... Let us know. Have you seen the weather balloon? So why did why did I shoot this down? Well, not, well, I just said weather balloon. Have you seen the it's balloon not from a China? Yeah, balloon. I know. Come on. Have Have you seen China's balloon? Have you seen it? If you have, you've got to you've got to text us. You got to email us and say, "Hey, I saw it," because they're listening to you. I love the Chinese people. I do too. They were very hospitable when I was there. Yes. And, yes, they uh, were. Um, uh, yeah, we had this some Chinese friends for um, Thanksgiving dinner did? one time, and that was really cool. Yeah. Speaking of uh, balloons, okay. In 1945, a balloon bomb launched by Japan landed in Oregon. Oh. It fell upon a woman and five children who died when it exploded. That's awful. These were the only World War II casualties on U.S. soil. It was an accident, I guess. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. It was still. Yeah. All right. So, what is our topic today? Our not top- not balloons from China, right? No. Nope. Okay. What's our topic? The enabler. The enabler. 
All right. That, that sounds like a, that could be a song or something, don't you? Yeah, Ian Ian Okay. Okay. Too much coffee. Cut <laughs> her off. I did have a big cup of coffee this morning. It made me feel good. I love coffee. I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The That's enabler. My, uh, drug of choice is coffee. Oh, my. Yeah. We are hopelessly addicted. I don't, you know. When we, Jesus comes and gets us home and we'll tell the rain. Yeah. We're going to have coffee. We are going to have coffee. It's going to be heavenly. It's going to be heavenly. Literally. The best coffee you've ever tasted. And those of you that don't like coffee, I bet you'll like coffee then. If you don't, we need to share the gospel with them. Well, but we'll be in heaven. I know. So, so they'll have to. They're just going to have to okay. like coffee. I mean, they're not going to have a choice. All right. All right. Jesus said, this is my coffee. You're going to Enabler. <laughs> Enablers. Uh, also, some else, uh, some other names of uh, enabler. Okay. What would that be? Martyr. Caregiver. Okay. Strong one. Strong one. So usually the enabler is the codependent. Right. Uh, they're enab- they're enabling goes hand in hand. Okay. Uh, when a, a, co- a codependent is basically... Uh, codependency is a relationship that uh-huh. kind of uh, depends on a, a person that's struggling with addiction okay. or maybe narcissistic tendencies. Right, right. And basically, the enabler uh, basically is a victim rescuer. Okay. They're always there to catch that person. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, can be a spouse, a parent, adult right. child. Right. Um, and sometimes you do it, you don't even realize you're doing it. We can. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the outside, okay. the enabler looks like a strong, positive member of the family. Got yes. everything together. Okay. But the role basically is adopted okay. from that from that adult or child within yeah. the family. Right. And so the enabler tends to be the caregiver, protector, and rescuer, and is always there to basically kind of just protect that Here's person. Protect that person. I'm sorry, but Siri just decided to start talking. <laughs> That's that. pretty scary. That is scary. Does she not like the enabler? I don't think she likes the enabler. <laughs> Stop that, Siri. Siri, hush. <laughs> she's looking up. Uh, yeah. She's she's trying to get the blue to listen to her. I'm sorry. I like jump straight up. So stuff. basically, the enabler, you know, we have a family for a reason. Yeah. We have family roles. Right. Every family is dysfunctional. That is Everyone. true. Some uh, yeah. more than others. True. And so right. you take up these roles, mm-hmm. and the enabler's role is basically kind of to appease okay. that needy person. Right. It could be an addict. It could be, you know, mom or dad mm-hmm. who's an alcoholic. Right. Or a son that's a drug addict. Or it could be the narcissistic uh, mother, right. narcissistic father, or yeah. a needy person. And this person is basically always there to catch them and make things look good. Do you think they, some of them really mean well? Yes. Okay. I think most of them mean well. Right, right. But they're not really helping the other person. Like you said, they're enabling them. They're, yeah. you know, it, it's overtly or inadvertently, it, it makes that person dependent upon them. Right. Which doesn't help them. No, because then they can't stand on their own two feet, and that's not good. No. They right. don't know consequences. They yeah. don't know there's areas that they need to work on yeah. uh, to improve. They, right. That person, the enabler, ever passes away or becomes enabled. Yeah. Uh, they won't know how to function. True. And so, uh, you know, the enabler may use money and may use emotional emotional. Uh, stability or strength mm-hmm. right it may mean uh always there to bail them out yeah yeah 
And so it's not good because right. it also does not allow the other uh, roles and other members of the family dynamic True. to do their duty yeah. and work out their own issues You're right. You're because right. they're doing it all. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. That's not no. a good thing at all. You're not helping that person become who they need to be, especially in Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Because the enabler is constantly trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Peacemaker, trying to keep everything above board and everything wonderful. But you can't do that. That's not true life. That's not true living. And you're not helping that person at all. Right. And yeah. if you say you have a narcissist um, parent. Mm-hmm. The enabler will always maybe behind closed doors, especially with the scapegoat. Yeah. Go to the scapegoat knowing good and well that the the parent mm-hmm. is is definitely in the wrong. Right. But appeasing and saying, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. your dad or your mom is right. is wrong about this, but, you but know, they've, they've yeah. had a tough life. Yeah. Or so giving excuses give for excuses their behavior. And yeah. you just need to be more patient and gracious. Right. To try to keep peace in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, peace is great and wonderful, but sometimes you have to have conflict to grow. But then and, and when when the scapegoat, who's the, who's also like the prophet of the family, mm-hmm. comes out and states the facts and Ooh, the truth, yeah, that, doesn't uh, sit well, I'm that sure. person will turn on uh, okay. and take up for the narcissist. Yeah. And so the scapegoat true. feels totally squashed. Well, they're blindsided, definitely, yeah. and, and think that, you know, they're going to be supported and then they're not and they just kind of spiral with the scapegoat situation they have. Yeah. And then the other members of the families, the 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 comedian, which mm-hmm. we'll get to later, the other roles, right? Um, you know, the scapegoat, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, peacemaker, the um, you know, golden child. They're they're not able to work out their own stuff. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, so the enabler is is basically basically, if I can talk, preventing them yeah. from being who they need to be. That's correct. Yeah. Now, there's some positive traits to the enabler. Okay. Uh, they're usually very generous. True. They will they give a lot of themselves almost too much. Right. Because they don't they don't really have their own self-care. They don't really take care of themselves. True, true. Um, yeah. So they're very generous with their time, their energy. Um, but that can lead to exhaustion. It can. Yeah. And they mm. don't know who they are. Because they're identifying with enabling. Right, right. That makes sense. <clears throat> they're usually very good listeners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're the ones that are emotionally holding the other up. Right. Very compassionate. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sensitive to others' needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, balance restored. Right. Yeah. So they have some really, really great qualities. They do. But... Those qualities hinder the other person from being, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's on. I don't think anyone chooses this. Probably not. The enabler usually has a lot of unfinished, unresolved conflict from their past. Maybe some guilt, right? That maybe they feel guilty. They're working off their penance. Yeah. Uh, you know that they're trying to make things right. Maybe they did wrong in the past, mm-hmm. and so. They fall into this with good intentions, not right. realizing that it's really not good at all. Well, it's not. It's not healthy for them. It's not healthy for the other person. So, I mean, once a person realizes they're enabler, don't you think they should get some type of counseling and, and just to work through these things? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that 
you know, when they, when they, and the thing is, enablers won't say this right. until they come to a point. Yeah. But once they come to that point, realizing they are, mm -hmm. uh, they need to really uh, learn to back off and let consequences fall where they fall. That makes sense. Uh, easier said than done. They need to find out who they really are. They need mm -hmm. better self-care. They need to identify more with Christ instead of uh, their service to others and enabling others. Well, and, and I think there probably is a lot of you, you unresolved mm -hmm. pride in an enabler mm -hmm. because they're, I mean, you know, they may be very humble, but on the inside, they're thinking, oh, everybody should look at me, look mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And so there's that pride issue there that can definitely harm a person, an enabler's relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and so they definitely need to step up and, and work through those things or they're not going to be taking care of themselves and they're not going to be the person that God wants them to be. Mm -hmm. And they're preventing the person that they're enabling from being the person that God wants them to be as well. So I'm sure it's a huge awakening to that person uh, realizing that. Well, let's look at that drug addict. Okay. Okay. Well, not, you can use this with any of them. Narcissism, any of them. Okay. anything. Okay. But let's look at the drug addict. The, 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 you know, the teenage boy that is, struggling maybe with alcohol or right. drugs or, okay. you know, anything like that. Alcohol is a drug. But yeah, you know what I mean. sure. And, you know, this, this person's constantly getting them out, mm. constantly bailing them out, constantly giving them money. Right. And so when they grow up, they're relying on that parent. Yeah, and sometimes that parent's actually giving them drugs. Remember that show we watched? What was that show? Yeah, I forget. On oh, Hulu they, or something? It was on Hulu, yeah, and they had addictions. addictions. Yeah. yeah, and we saw so many parents. Intervention. Intervention, yeah. yeah. Intervention. I mean, it's it's got, you know, it's a little spicy in some areas with the language and things like that, so you have to be careful well, with that. Addiction. Well, yeah, but so if you watch it, be aware of that. Not def Definitely not for kids to watch. But you saw in so many of those episodes the parent giving them money for drugs uh, or alcohol, whatever, giving them money, providing them a place to live, paying their rent and things like that. And they think that they're helping that person, that child, because they don't want them to die or they don't want them to, you know, spiral out. But in essence, they're not helping that not child. At all. Not they're at not, all. they're feeding the addiction. And so that's when enabling can be really dangerous, you know? Yes. Yeah. And for the narcissist, they don't see anything wrong or no consequences. They'll never that, be any consequences. Because the yeah. enabler is constantly covering it up. And so then the narcissist is never going to realize what they're doing and be able to make changes. So the enabler can really cause a lot of problems mm -hmm. for themselves and the ones that they are enabling. And I believe that narcissist and and mm -hmm. they, they can and get better yes they can and, yes but i think it's not going to happen it's hard right it's not going to number one without jesus right number two without the enabler cutting things off the enabler is preventing yeah. them from realizing that they need jesus mm -hmm. from really realizing they need help and that's not a good place to be in some some negatives to the enabler they deny their needs mm-hmm they carry false guilt. Mm -hmm. They ignore inappropriate behaviors. Right. They avoid uh, or fear anger and conflict. Right. And they suffer from anxiety and fear. True. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some phrases they use. Okay. 
she has had a hard life. Ah. Uh. You know, so-and-so, Aunt Betsy, or, or, or you know, your mom Betsy mm-hmm. had a hard life. That's why she acts that way. You so know? they're covering up for them. Yeah. By giving excuses. Invalidating you. Okay. They're invalidating that per the the person who's being uh, treated horribly. Yeah, and they're saying that it's okay for her to treat you that way, right? Even though it's hurting you. True. And you better just suck it up. True. Uh, or they'll say she she or he did not intend it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is kind of a cognitive dissonance, right? Where people are. Over and over told this is okay, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's not. Right. And so, did not intend it that way. Uh, but once again, it's cutting you off. It's invalidating your feelings. Right. And yeah. they don't know that because they're not God. No, and I can see also where an enabler maybe starts out enabling a family member, but I can also see this carrying out to other parts of their life, like their child. So mm-hmm. now they start enabling, yeah. maybe they're a supervisor or something. They'll find some, and someone they, similar. Yeah. Right. And yep. they'll, they'll start enabling them and covering up for them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe they're a teacher and they know that a child is, is you know, and they start enabling that child. So yeah. I really think if you realize that you are an enabler, you definitely need to, A, realize it, and B, you know, examine yourself. And there's counter-transference, transference, and counter-transference. Right. And so a lot of times that person, that adult, sometimes it's not adults, yeah. but most of the time adult, is the enabler. And, and they they find someone else that is similar to needy. Yes. And it's kind of like subconsciously they attach to that and begin to enable them to. And sometimes they don't even realize they're doing it, I no. think. Yeah. No. So, and a lot of times they have really good intentions, but it's not, a, it's not good for the other person. Another thing they say, I never have experienced that before myself. Hmm. Interesting. Just because you have it doesn't mean it's not true. Well, right. And basically, this is usually because the enablers are in denial. Yeah. They're oblivious to the, the, what the truth. Right. Jesus said, the truth shall set you free. But uh, they're blinded because they're kind of like a mind control. Yeah. Whereas this constantly programmed to mm-hmm. think a certain way. Right. Uh, and they can't they can't break that, that pattern of thinking. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh. It will improve to be more, you know, it will, it will get better. It will improve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be more long-suffering and gracious. Ah, uh, so you're trying to get the other person to feel bad for the way they're reacting. Interesting. Yeah. You're overreacting. That's yeah. gaslighting. Absolutely, that's gaslighting. Yeah. yeah. Stop griping. <laughs> wow. You have a warm home, food, clothing, family. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Maslow's Pyramid. Right. That's like the bottom. Yeah. And that's a that's a poor reason. Absolutely. Because we need to feel like we belong. We need nature, nurture. Right. We need to be yeah. nurtured. Uh-huh. We we have all these needs. Right. And so that is really, really a poor excuse. Definitely. Yeah. Uh so I think when we look at this, mm-hmm. to get that enabler into therapy. Right. Teaching them the reliance on identifying with Christ. Yes. Christian therapy. Of course. I yes. Say, yeah. Definitely. Stop making excuses for the person's behaviors. Right. Uh, 
meet your needs first before providing support to other family members. True, true. Take steps for self-care as right. a priority. Very important. Allow family members to contribute in the family system. Right. Caretaking, problem solving, stepping back, mm-hmm. saying no. Right. Set boundaries, delegate responsibility. True. And listen. Mm-hmm. Listen with your eyes and your ears. Right. Look at the nonverbals. Yeah. Listen to that poor scapegoat and the others because they're, they're, they may be right. And a lot of times we don't actively listen, you know, whether we're an enabler or not, we don't actively listen. And actively listening is very important. It's not thinking about, oh, I'm going to say this when they stop talking. It's actually hearing what they're saying, repeating back to them what they're saying and actively listening. And that that's a skill, I think, you know, that you need to have. It is. It really it is. is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we did. We did some. Of, we did. We've done a pretty many. Yeah. Podcast on communication. Right. Communication. Well non is a couple. Oh, yeah. Couple Check out the nonverbal one. Definitely. Because, you know, you're saying something even when you're not saying something. So check that one out. That one um, had a lot of good. We content. cannot not. Right. Communicate. True. Well, say you're an enabler, say you're a narcissist, say, you know, you've realized these things about yourselves, but you know what? God can still take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank Bye. You.